Hello, TV writers. Just a quick word uh, before we start to let you know my online course, How to Write a Sitcom, is on sale for only 29 bucks. That's less than a week's worth of lattes. And so many of you have expressed interest that I'm keeping this sale going until I come back from my hiatus in October. In this class, I take you through the steps I've been teaching at university for years. You'll have videos and worksheets that'll guide you in organizing your ideas. And you'll have as long as you need to work through this class. It's completely self-paced. Sign up now by clicking on the links in my show notes or by heading to my Thinkific website, writetv.thinkific.com or writingtv.info. And now, an episode of our podcast. Did you know that in the days before streaming services or methods of time-shifting your favorite shows, most audience members only tuned in once every three weeks? And that's the reason why TV shows in the olden days told stories that were completely self-contained. Nowadays, scripts, especially our shows, have continuous storylines. And today, I'm going to show you an outlining technique you can use to achieve those results. Hello again, TV writers, and welcome to How to Write TV, the podcast that gives you the tools you'll need to write your own original TV content. I'm your host, Tom Bray. In our present moment, we're used to being able to time shift all the content we consume. You want to binge 40 hours of the Flintstones? Well, technology and streaming services are here to help you do that. Now, I'm going to tell you more, but first I have to cue the time travel harp. Back in the early days of TV, all primetime television, meaning shows broadcast by networks between 7 p.m. and 11 p.m., were self-contained stories. That means no cliffhangers, no continuing storylines. Everything in a sitcom and our show was resolved by the end of that episode. That means if you tuned in for the pilot episode of Star Trek, but you didn't come back until episode three, remember there was no time shifting, you didn't miss any story elements. You'd be able to easily jump back into the series. Now, there was a practical reason for this. No time shifting, for one. It was true appointment TV. But the other very practical reason is the average audience member only tuned in once every three weeks, even to the top shows on TV. That means that the number one show on television was likely to have three different audiences, each checking in once every three weeks. This is why first-run shows were only broadcast in the fall, winter, and spring. In the summer, well, reruns or summer replacement shows because in those weeks of vacations and trips to the beach people watch tv even less frequently that began to change in the 1980s when home videotape recording became available to consumers suddenly creators discovered that they could use another storytelling tool to keep audiences continuing storylines more and more, self-contained stories became a thing of the past. Now, there are many ways you can tell a story with a continuing storyline. In its purest form, well, it's, it's like a soap opera. 
with stories that seem to never resolve, but simply continue on and on and on. The much more common way to have a continuing storyline is to have a portion of your story continue over several episodes. And that's where our TV genre comes in. You may remember that in our discussion of our TV form, I mentioned that our TV is genre-driven by great big genre archetypes like crime, medical, legal, relationship, and, and high concept, meaning fantasy and science fiction. Now, these genres have always been popular since the earliest days of TV. In our modern era, these genres are almost hybridized, which means that most every hour TV show is a hybrid of relationship and one of the other genres. Breaking Bad, for example, is a hybrid of a crime drama and a relationship show, meaning that the stories deal not just with the genre of crime, but with the relationships between the characters. And it's these hybridizations of a genre element plus relationship stories that give you the opportunity for continuing storylines. Now, let me tell you what I mean. In the old days of TV, if you had a crime show like, say, Dragnet, we would know very little about the private lives of the detectives in the show. The show revolved instead around solving a crime, a, a crime of the week, actually. Self-contained, neat and tidy, Everything resolved, the bad guy caught and brought to justice by the end of the episode. But in a modern cop crime show, we not only solve a crime, but we get to know the detectives and the characters in the story as people. Stories about their personal lives would travel side by side with crime story. In fact, you might still have a crime of the week or a legal case of the week or an emergency surgery of the week or an attack of vampires of the week, depending upon the genre. And that story would resolve at the end of the episode, but the relationship story would continue from week to week over several episodes. Okay. So how do you structure that? In our discussion of the four-act structure, we limited ourselves to the main storyline, frequently called the A story. In the early days of TV, you could often find both sitcoms and our shows that dealt only with an A story. But as audiences became more sophisticated to television, they wanted more complicated stories, and soon you found much more complicated stories with multiple storylines, often running parallel to the A story. Now, I've always approached writing those stories this way. The A story I would place within the context of the four-act structure model that we studied. And all other stories, B, C, Stringers, would be developed using a simple beginning, middle, and end model. And then I would unite all of these story elements to create a full episode. It was often like a fun, giant jigsaw puzzle. Now, for a genre hour show, 
To get used to writing a continuing storyline, you should first start with a relationship element you want to explore over an arc of several episodes, sometimes over an entire season. Now, mark for yourself the general outline of that story. Uh, if it's a relationship personal story, what, what is the beginning, what is the middle, and what is the end of that story? If you want this more personal story to play out, say, over six episodes, you could easily assign two episodes each to exploring the beginning of the story, the middle, and then the end. Next, as you go about writing your typical A stories, which are traditionally your crime or your medical emergency or your monster of the week, according to the show genre, you can start to drop in the beats of the continuing storyline. So episode one, say, might be structured to look like this. The A story is a crime of the week, but the B story is part one of six of the relationship story arc. And part one is a beginning beat. So you'll be introducing that story within that episode in all the scenes that you write that involve the relationship continuing storyline. Now, note that you can reverse this, too. If there's a particularly heavy moment in your relationship story, that moment could be explored in that episode as the A story. And then the crime of the week would drop down to a B story with a beginning, middle, and end. It's incredibly flexible, and it's up to you. Now, like anything else, this takes practice, and there are a million ways to explore doing it. But if you start out with a simple model and gain control of it, you'll be ready for anything. Now, I should note that with the exciting TV we're seeing today, where genres are being bent and explored, it may only be a, a matter of time before somebody again decides that the best way to tell stories is through self-contained episodes, just like the writers did in the first golden age of television. The exciting thing is, all of this is your decision. What you do with your original show is up to you. So, what will you come up with? This is Tom Bray thanking you for listening. Remember, be alive instead of perfect, and keep writing.